1: Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Dysunomics this Podcast. Yo, what's going on people? You're now listening to the disnomics Podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic week last week's episode or no sorry the midweek episode was on social media i spoke on hierarchy how social media kind of magnifies the hierarchy we face in our social circles in real life on social media how social media's change changed over the years i'll give you some experiences of what social media's like when it was first really start to to pop in the early 2010s uh, when i was just coming out of university and stuff like that so I kind of ramble on but make sure you check out that episode, it's a really, really good episode in my humble opinion. And of course, episodes twice a week, Thursdays at midnight, Mondays at midnight, you listen to obviously the Monday edition, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, no sorry, make sure you rate, get five stars on Spotify, five stars on um, Apple Podcasts, you can do this on the apps, um, on your mobile or tablet. Please make sure you do that, Do I mean spread the good news, hashtag thisonomics, all that good stuff. And of course, if you have anything you'd like to promote or advertise, hello at dysonomics.com. And any questions, topic ideas, guests, blah, 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 just hit me up, hello at dysonomics.com. But yeah, this week, I feel like it's probably fitting to talk about inflation, as we are now in April, where the price cap for energy has officially been raised. And I haven't done an inflation pod in a minute, even though we're seeing crazy levels of inflation. So yeah, let's get straight into it. Hi, I, it's MXM and I listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's 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 Inflation, glip, glip, glip. which I like to say, yesterday's price is not today's price. And I can't remember, is that from Cameron? I can't remember who, although no, it's that Gilly and Thingy? I can't remember where that came from, but it's on when I'll push a T song, I think. Do you know what my brain's are working? But yeah. Yesterday's price, it's not today's price, is a perfect snapshot or a bit of pop culture today to describe inflation. What is inflation? Inflation is simple. It's the increase in the average price level of a basket of of goods and services over time. It's also the decline of purchasing power. It's base, it's basically the an increase in the general level of price in the economy. So primarily we're going to talk about the UK because I'm based in the UK and many of my listeners are based in the UK. Purchasing power is a key thing. What is purchasing power? Purchasing power is what your pounds can grab you. And there's a thing that I learned in economics which started off in year 11, I believe. So that's 2004, five-ish. And obviously you learn it. I learned further in uni and one of the few things I learned in economics that kind of resonate on a day-to-day basis, a lot of the stuff I learned was just random bits of math that I have no need to use. Who's using derivatives? Who's using Cobb-Douglas who's using functions? Ain't got time for that. But purchasing power is one of the key words. There's a thing I learned called purchasing power parity, right? And what purchasing power parity is, and the example that was used when I first studied it was a cheeseburger, yeah? Purchasing pound parity. So, what is the price of a cheeseburger in dollars? What is the price of a cheeseburger in pounds? And what is the price of a cheeseburger in euros, for example? What can one dollar buy you compared to what one euro could buy you compared to what pounds, one pound could buy you? Yeah, that's purchasing power parity. And I like to, and I always like to look at that when I'm making decisions, when I'm going on holiday and when I'm spending money. Because obviously we look at exchange rate, I'm like, yo, it's roughly this, this, that. Trust me. If you don't look at the purchasing power parity and exchange rates, you'll be bamboozled. For example, I remember in Ghana, and when I went um, back in of last year, early this year, 2021, December into January, 2022, I was like, yeah, I was dropping 45 cities on bottles of coke like a 500 meter bottle of coke in the top of our apartment complex they had like a rooftop bar and bar and restaurant until one day i said wait hold on i did a mess and that was like four pound i'm like wait i spent about four pound fifty on bottles of coke i want to spend four pound fifty on a bottle on a two liter bottle of coke in england let know where i'm in ghana where my purchasing power was meant to carry forward Then I went to the shops, and there were like seven cities or something, which was peanuts. Purchasing power parity is so important to look at. Now, inflation erodes purchasing power. So what is purchasing power? As I said before, what your pounds can get you, right? So if on a Monday, 10 pounds gets you five kilograms of chicken, for example, and on Friday... 10 pounds gets you two kilograms of chicken, for example, your purchasing power has been eroded. Because of the same pounds, you are able to purchase less of said good. And that's what inflation is the erodation, if that's even a word, <laughs> of purchasing power. Now, what is what is inflation currently? Well in in january 2022 inflation was at 5.5 percent in february 2022 which is the numbers we've just received as we've the month, month of march just finished this week and we received the march figures towards the middle of this month inflation rose to 6.2 percent these are ginormous inflation numbers relative to what we are used to in the uk now, something that's really, really cool is on the Bank of England website is an inflation calculator where you can literally plug in the date and time and the amount and see what how inflation impacts that figure. And it's very, very interesting because shout, shout out, my boy Daryl, he just threw in a number. And he's like, yo, like I think I can't remember what the topic of conversation was. We like, said, okay, what? So what was like forty-five bags worth in the year two thousand? In the year two thousand, remember the Millennium Dome was done. I was just finishing, I was in year six by that time. So what 45K, so let's say that was somebody's salary. So I'm sure somebody listening to this podcast is on 45K or has been on or or is approaching 45K as a salary. What 45K, what's the equivalent of 45K in the year 2000? 26 grand. In 22 years, that's a 20K, di- that's bonkers, bonkers, 20 bag difference. And that just shows how difficult it is for us in this day and age, in this 2022. That what 45K salary is now was what a 20 20- brother that is insane so think of the stuff that you can buy think of your monthly budget think of what um what car you could potentially get on a on a on a on a lease um how many holidays you go in a year how much you can save what your rent or or mortgage will be on 45 grand a year you could have got the equivalent theoretically for 26 grand a year in the year 2000. absolutely mind-boggling Now Back to inflation We know the rate of inflation Thanks to the Office of Natural Statistics I don't know why I struggle to say that word It's ridiculous The Office of Natural Statistics They check the prices Of a whole range of items In a basket of goods and services This is the recording of The cost of over 700 things That people regularly purchase Such as a loaf of bread Or a bus ticket Or big purchases Such as a holiday Or a car so over 700 goods or services they assess the cost on a month to month basis right this will give you an overall price level so when you're determining the price level in a country you can't just look at the price of what sits or 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 of orange juice and say so, yeah what sits and oranges have gone up I reckon the whole price level in the country's gone up no you have to look at a variety to gain some information so for example if you're to work at the average height in in I don't know, if it's average height in your gym, you can't just take a three man's height and then just work it out. You take every single member, or let's say 60% of the members in the gym. It's good to get a broad look, to gain a, a bigger and better, a more accurate understanding. So when you look at these, the price levels and the changes of these goods, these, these goods and services in this basket, big enough to hold over 700 goods and services, Sorry, excuse me people This is known as the CPI, the Consumer Price Index Now, there was a previous measurement Called the Retail Price Index And we moved away from that We now do the Consumer Price Index And I'm not going to get into that now Because there's there's a lot of information for us to get into You know what I mean? They calculate the rate of inflation By comparing the cost of the basket The level of CPI With what it was a year ago so for example, a year ago, January 2021, inflation was 0.1%. So the inflation rate grew 5.6%, grew 5.5% in comparison to what it was in January 2021. So you're comparing as a year to year-to-date comparison. So you look at where it was last year. At the same time, exactly a year ago, you make the... And whatever the price level changes, that's the rate of inflation. Same happened in February. We looked at the, the data from February 21, We looked at the data from February, 20, February 2022, and then we found that there was an increase in the CPI, Consumer Price Index, the increase in the general price level of over 700 goods and services in the UK of 6.2%. Now, if we're looking... Let's let's take a 32-year look, outlook, and we're using this number completely arbitrary. No, we're not. That's just my lifetime. And I'm sure majority of my listeners are in and around my lifetime, so I think it's quite a cool data set to use. The highest level of inflation was actually in the early 90s. Early 1991, April 1991, inflation reached a rate of 8.4%, which is ginormous. The lowest rate of inflation was around April 2015. In fact, inflation actually dropped below zero. It went to 0.1%. And in more recent times, we saw during the pandemic, inflation was incredibly low. It dropped below 1%. We saw inflation rates of 0.2%, especially in the summer of 2020 due to the pandemic. Now, there's different types of inflation. As with everything, there's always different types of these things. I'm sure you see this by listening to this on this podcast. There's demand pool, there's cost push, and there's built in. So let's kind of breeze through these as quickly as possible. Demand pool. Demand pool is where there's an increase in supply of money and credit, which stimulates overall demand for goods and services in an economy more than the economy produces production capacity. So, of course, you can. there's two ways you could buy things in life. Yeah? You need money or you need credit, which is effectively somebody giving you money, right? So, if there is an increase in supply of money, so more and more and more people have money, for example, less, um, in America, we saw them be granted stimulus checks during the pandemic. That's an increase in supply of money. And obviously, if there's an increase in credit, let's say, for example, in the UK, all of a sudden, all the banks and loan companies have borrowed more and more money at more affordable rates and they are reducing the barriers to entry. So what you need to be, what you need to uh, to be, the criteria you need to have to be approved for credit was reduced. That increases the overall amount of credit as well in the economy. So that means if you're able to borrow more money, that means you're able to spend more money. The rocket science, right? And if this increase is more than the economy's production capacity, so you're not producing enough goods or services to match this increase in supply of money and credit. The demand for these goods and services is pulling the rate of inflation upwards. So that's demand pull. Now, cost push is different. Cost push can also cost push inflation can also be known as wage push inflation, and this occurs when overall prices increase due to increase in the cost of wages and raw materials. Higher cost of productions can also decrease the aggregate supply, so that's the total amount of production in the economy. So simple. If, okay, cool. So when you're a company, right? Let's say I'm making do-rags, right? I have two sides, yeah? I have revenue, I have expenditure, right? So revenue is all the money I bring in. So I sell loads of stuff, I sell loads of do-rags, it brings me in money, great. And also I have my expenditure. The cost, the cost to produce, and these um, Durags, and to run this business, whether it be lawyers, whether it be business support, whether it be raw materials, wages, insurance, and what what I'm all about, and the ethos of business in most cases, apart from tech companies, and that's a completely different thing. We talk about tech unicorns. We're gonna talk about that another day. You want your revenue to outstrip your expenditure. Same way you want your wages to outstrip your, your costs, because that means you're left with more disposable income. And if you're left with more money, more than zero, when you minus your expenditure, your cost from your revenue, you have a profit, right? Cool. So costs are very, very, very important to a business. Businesses, your, the aim of business is to make sure you have costs as low as possible and make sure you have revenue as high as possible. Now. If something in your production, which is a cost, gets more expensive, then your costs go up. So for example, if people's, if the government says, okay, do you know what? Minimum wage of 50 pound per hour from now on. That's gonna impact a lot of jobs. And businesses who are paying these employees now have to pay their staff more. That's gonna increase their cost, they're gonna react. Same way if the price of oil goes up, it's gonna increase the cost for certain businesses. If the price of cheese goes up, if the price of of cotton goes up, these things are needed to produce goods and produce good, certain goods in the economy. And if your costs are going up, you're not just gonna be like, okay, cool, my costs are going up. That means my profits are gonna reduce, or maybe I might even end up at a loss. Which is what it's no, businesses react. They will then pass on these costs to consumers. And we're seeing that, this very day in the economy, we're seeing this with the global issues to the supply chains, which has messed up gas. The, the, the gas industry, wholesale gas prices are up, and part of these region is due to supply chain issues. Hence, why we're seeing crazy prices right now for gas for for um, gas electricity in the UK. And across the world, the countries who are not phased by this are the ones who actually produce their own gas. So when the man in one of my group chats, he lives in LA and he took a picture of um the petrol prices, and they were very, very cheap. And then he was like, obviously, he's seen us talk about that like, gas prices, but in America they calm. The reason why is because America produces their own oil, they don't they don't rely on other countries to import oil. The UK currently do, Germany currently do, the EU. 40% of EU's gas comes from Russia. Do you get it? So if you're dependent on that and the oil prices and the gas prices go up, it's paid for you and it can lead to cost push inflation
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com/system.
1: Built-in inflation is when prices rise. So do wages. So wages automatically rise in line with prices to kind of maintain the standard of living. And this is um, built-in inflation. So how is it measured? Well, I don't know why that's in my notes like this way, because I already told you, because you we were passing this. And what are the causes? Well, increase in the supply of money is the root of inflation. This can happen in many different ways. Monetary authorities, such as central banks, have the ability to print and give money away. Devaluing domestic currency, which means making your domestic currency weaker. So, for example, the Naira is really weak and the government have done some stuff to weaken the Naira. Let's say, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, Richard Sunak and the Bank of England want to weaken the pound. That's what you call devaluing the currency and making the pound weaker. So, an American coming to the UK... Their, their dollars can now buy more pounds than before. So if your currency is devalued, let's take a um, random date. So we we take January the first and um, December thirty first. If on January the first, a hundred dollars, which I know roughly now, a hundred dollars gets you about seventy five quid. And then this is April. What recording us in early April, Rishi Sunak decides, Do you know what, F it? We need to weaken our currency. We need to devalue our currency, and he. And the bank of England just sent bits and pieces, boom, by December 31st, $100 now gets you £95. That's the impact of devaluing the currency. So, again, what causes inflation? Money authorities printing and giving away money, devaluing the domestic currency, like I just explained, and most. Now, most common loaning new money into existence through banking systems by purchasing government bonds and from banks on a secondary market. So there's a way, which is, this is called quantitative easing, uh, which is really just basically effectively printing money. You're creating new money into the system, right? And how do you do this? The government sells a bond. What is a bond? A bond is an IOU. We promise to give you back this money, Yeah. So how it works is the the government, I'm not going to use all the technical terms that are used in this So the government will issue, the UK government will issue a bond over a period of time Let's say it's a 20 year bond, we will pay you an interest rate of 2% on it So let's say we loaned you, we loaned you a bag, the the, the bond, yeah we borrowed a bag off you We're going to pay you 2% interest on this every year um, for 20 years we're gonna pay you interest of particular interest rate every year for two, 20, 20 years, and at the end you get your thousand pounds back, yeah. And obviously, people will tend to purchase government bonds from places like the UK because they believe the government will pay them back, right? And that's and that's how the government can create and the central banks can create new money. Now, I've explained what inflation is. I explained how it's measured. I explains how it's changed over time the good, the bad, the ugly. I explained the different different types and I explained what can cause inflation. Should we give a toss? Should we give a rat's ass about inflation? Is high inflation a problem? A healthy economy needs to have a low and stable rate of inflation. It's kind of like how my boys say, you know what, you don't mind, listen, you don't want a girl that's no crazy. Or full-on wacky mode, you, you can't live with that. And that's the same for inflation. Here in the UK, the government sets a target of how much prices should go up each in the UK. That target is called... Two, that target is two, 2%, target 2.0. And it's up to the Bank of England to keep this inflation at that target. Fun facts. When I was doing Economics A-Level, I remember we, the best people at Economics in our class... Uh, submitted to against um, to do Target 2.0 and it's like, you can't remember the project, it was like, you had the project of what you're going to do to keep inflation at this target and we had to go present it at the Bank of England against all these other schools and it's so funny because all the other schools were actually private schools. It was so mad being there but I think we came like further, it was pretty cool. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, boom, Target 2%. A little bit of inflation is helpful. High and unstable rates of inflation can be very harmful. Price unpredictability makes it difficult for us to plan how much we need to spend, save, or invest. With prices going up every flipping day, we don't know how we should divvy up our money. Do you get it? In a case of hyperinflation, it can cause an economy to completely collapse. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about hyperinflation because this example might hit home because... This speaks to Zimbabwe. You ever remember hearing stuff like, rah, Zimbabwe, loaf of bed is a billion Zim dollars. Ha ha ha, that's crazy. You're worth the, d-. and I used to run these Zim dollar jokes, but I, I never really looked, well, I did look into it, but I never really deeped it until I became more of an adult where inflation really does impact me because when you're young, you don't have that much money. <laughs> you don't have that much responsibility. You're not earning a, a proper living. You're not studying, making bits of money in, in part-time jobs and stuff, summer jobs. It don't really... The impacts of the economy doesn't really hit the same. Hyperinflation. So what is hyperinflation? Hyperinflation is when the price of goods and services rises more than 50% per in a month. Imagine. So let's say for... Okay, what's a standard thing um, that we might spend on? Call a travel card, yeah? Let's say a travel card is 150 quid. The next month is now 2... 2.25. What? Just like that, your wages haven't gone up by that much. Your wages, so your wages haven't gone up by 50%, but your costs have. That's bonkers. This can be caused by governments printing more money than this, than this nation's GDP can support. So you're printing money, 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 but you're not producing enough to match this. It doesn't make sense. Um, this tends to occur during periods of economic turmoil and depression. I believe this happened to Germany in the early, 19th, in the early 20th century. Um, as well um, and this happened in to Zimbabwe and the hyperinflation period can, set, can be said to begin from like early like feb 2007 to 2009 but it's kind of carried on over, over the years it's, diffi- it's difficult to retrospectively look at hyperinflation in Zimbabwe as a country legit stopped filing official inflation stats because it was starting to get that out of hand Zimbabwe's peak month of inflation estimated at 79.6 billion per- percent month on month. 79.6 billion percent inflation. <laughs> if you look for the year on year, the worst year on year figures was eighty nine point seven six trillion percent year on year mid-November, 2008. Now, it's important to remember this is during a financial crisis which started off in 2007-ish so that added extra Maggie but that's 89.7 percent Do you know what 6 trillion is? I don't even think that number existed That is the number one comma and 21 zeros Yep, that's 6 trillion and Zimbabwean's inflation rate was 89.7 yeah? So 89.7, comma no, 89,7 and what, like 21 O's, crazy. In April 2009, Zimbabwe stopped printing their currency and they just said, boy, our currency is a waste of time. Yeah? We might as well just use currencies from other nations. By mid 2015, 2015, they moved to the US dollar And by June 2019, so four years later, the government announced the reintroduction of the RTGS dollar, aka the Zim dollar. And all foreign currency was no longer legal tender in the nation because before it was a joke thing. But by July 2019, inflation increased to 175% ginormous. By March 2020, during inflation was above 500% annually. But... August 2021, inflation dropped down to 50%. Which, when you're talking about these numbers, it sounds like this is a win. But that's still hyperinflation. And if inflation was at 50% in the UK, basically the whole country would be on fire. So that's the dangers of inflation, if it gets to that hyperinflation level. Now, I'm not saying the UK is not reaching hyperinflation level. We're very, very far off that. But that's just to show you, it's always good to use the worst case scenario to kind of in extreme circumstances to kind of um, to articulate and to explain the dangers of a particular thing. And in this case, we're talking the dangers of inflation. Now, how is inflation now in the UK? So at the top of the podcast, we spoke on CPI and how it is at 6.2% and that's terrible. Let's talk about quickly the impacts on businesses and consumers, and then I'm going to give a more overall view of what's happening now. So how inflation impacts businesses? Well, to compensate for inflation, staff may ask for pay rises above the rate of inflation. This will lead to higher costs for businesses and could result in prices being increased further. Remember what I said about cost-push inflation and built-in? Like if wages rise, so does inflation. Wages are, of course, a cost of their cost to businesses and they will pass on the cost to consumers. Also, if inflation is higher in the UK than it is elsewhere, then our goods comparatively become more expensive. So say, for example, so inflation here is going up, going up, but let's say everywhere else is not. You could still buy the same stuff in the UK. You could buy in Germany, you could buy in Spain and blah, blah, blah. That's why purchasing power matters, right? That's how... Um, I used to look at the value of stuff abroad if it's worth buying, because really and truly, one euro should be the same as one pound, should be the same as one dollar. So let's say, for example, if if um, this is a perfect example, Mason Francis Kurkdjian, great perfumery, yeah, great perfumery. You may have heard of Baccarat Rouge, that's the most their most prominent perfume. I've got Grand Soir, I love that, yeah. Grand Soir costs £165 in Harrods and in Selfridges, I think in John Lewis. Those are like the main places you can get. It. Harvey Nicks, like those type of places, right? £165 quid. But in France, in the Mason Francis Kurt Jan store, it also costs £165. But in Euros, purchasing power parity. Now, I know that the pound is stronger than the euro. So by purchasing it, f- In France, it cost me 130 quid instead of 165. I save money, win-win. Yeah, so back to that. So if inflation is making goods here more expensive, then that could adversely impact businesses who are exporting goods and services to mainland Europe and the rest of the world because the people purchasing like, yo, it used to cost me a thousand pound to get, I don't know, a hundred t-shirts. Sorry, it used to cost me €1,000 to get 100 t-shirts. That's cost me €1,200. I might as well. I might either reduce my order or go get t-shirts elsewhere. That could be the negative impact of inflation. Also, businesses can also make capital investments that they, they might have put off before. Yo, inflation is going up and up and up. We might as well just use this money and purchase these new machines to create these durags now instead of waiting further before prices go up and the machinery goes from 15 grand to... 18 grand. How about the impact on consumers, us, the everyday people? As I said before, it arose your purchasing power. So I don't need to go into that too. If I might as well link in the business argument about wages and purchasing power, many people were arguing about the government not increasing. Nurses' pay rise and they gave them a pay rise of above inflation. But remember, the inflation was at 1% or 2%, and they gave them a pay rise of 3%. I got a pay rise of 3% on top of the year. Oh, great. It's going in line with inflation. On two, two weeks later, I heard inflation was 5.5%. Then a month later, it was 6.2%. I've lost money because my salary went up 3%, but inflation's gone up 6.2%. And I used my salary to purchase many of the goods and services in the basket. So, effectively, I'm worse off by 3.2%. That's the impact of inflation on consumers. Also, it does encourage spending and investing. You might as well buy it now. Then later, because the price... It's funny, because I was talking to, to um, Ernest. Shall, I Ernest, need to run our um, perfume board. Um We'll talk about a perfume called Ombre and very lovely perfume from Louis Vuitton. And it cost, I think the price is 270 quid. It was last year. Umbrella Martin now is 285 pounds. And he's like, this is, you, you have perfume, you might as well buy it now because by the end of the year, it could be 300 pounds. Same thing with Yeezys. The 350 booths, are like 160 pounds, 170, 180, in the time, in the, something in that region, I can't remember exactly. Yeezys is now 200 pounds. Inflation. So you might, so you might as well buy certain trainers now, and then wait to the end of the year because you never know. That price might still keep rising. And we see this. Remember the pandemic when you're seeing people fill up their gas tanks, stuff in their freezer, with stuff buying, um, even people buying shoes for their um um in a size up for their kids, or if you see. Um yeah, so as I'm being as zombie that's not inflation, that's the impact of inflation because you might start buying stuff because you're thinking, boy, the price is gonna rise. So I might as well get it at this price than before. For example, like don't you see when people see like things go and sell and they just stock up, oh shit, um these um floor wipes are gonna sell? Let me buy 15. Because you know eventually they're gonna go back to the normal price. Same thing can happen in inflation. Inflation is higher than we anticipated. Inflation is much higher than what the Office of Budget Responsibilities anticipated 2021. It's at its highest rate in 30 years. The OBR now claims inflation will peak at nearly 9% during the year, which is will be the highest we've ever seen in our lifetimes for most of us. Income, so our wages and people's benefits are not inc- increased at the same pace. Which is a big issue because that means our real wage, which is your wages, with inflation taken into account, which is what you should always look at because there's no, you could, your salary can go up from 50K to um, 60K. But if inflation is going up 200%, it doesn't fucking matter. You, you, you're, not, you're not earning more money. You're worse off. You're worse than you was before. Real wages are falling because of inflation. Even though national minimum wage has gone up by six point six percent, that also impacts over a majority of people's jobs. The standard of living is falling. The biggest impact this year, as I mentioned, is a sharp increase in the cost of energy, and businesses are passing some of these costs on to the consumers. Let's look at fuel costs. Yeah. So if we look at unleaded costs, which most people's cars are unleaded, in twenty twenty two compared to twenty twenty one compared to twenty twenty two unleaded for a family hatchback, yeah? 59 quid, 59 pound 24. Now, that's a price increase of what? 19 pounds 25. We have a price increase from that 59, add another 20 quid on top of that. That's what it is now 2022. SUV, so you people with ranges and GLEs and that, The only cost was 69 quid, 69.33 in 2021 is now gone up by £22.53. A super mini 50 quid to fill up the tank, it's gone up by 16 quid. These are massive increases in just a year. Just a year. And the source of that was the RAC. Mortgages repayments are also rising. So if you look at tracker mortgages, they're up £66.97 per month and standard variable mortgages are up £41.50 per month. Thankfully, three-quarters of mortgage borrowers in the UK on, are on fixed-rate deals, so they'll only see a change when their current term ends. But too many people are on, on tracker and standard variable rates, and they're going to see increases to their monthly mortgages. We are also paying more national insurance. In July, people will be able to earn more before they start to pay this tax, following an announcement from the Chancellor, and I spoke about that in my um, budget pod a couple of pods ago. Um... But if you look at the two the measures announced by Rishi, effectively anyone earning less than 33, 34 grand a year will pay n- less national insurance than they did last year, which is a win. But anybody earning more than that will pay more because he already announced last year that national insurance is being increased to one point two five percent. That's the social health and social care levy. That's that increase is meant to help pay for um, stuff in NHS and social care so let's look at some different salary bands yeah so we're gonna go 20k 30k 50k 80k and 100k a year if you're earning 20k you're saving 178 pounds you're paying 178 pounds less in um national insurance if you earn a 30k you're paying 53 pound less in national insurance if you're earning a 50k you're paying 197 pounds more If you're earning 80K, you're paying 572 pounds more. If you're earning 100K, you're paying 822 pounds more. So yeah, that's the inflation picture. It's not looking pretty, it's not looking pretty for us. So I don't even know what to say in a way of advice because it's just cheeky. Like we just wanna find a ways just to get through this. And if you go back to my budget pod, you hear that the government ain't really do shit to help us. So yeah, it's a bit of a sticky one still. But yeah, that's it for this week's pod. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please let me know any comments, questions, whatever. Yeah, until Thursday, peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.